All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is 921. In early October, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker sent a letter to the Biden administration calling the influx of migrants into Chicago untenable. There are 14,000 migrants in Chicago at 27 shelters across the city. What's been happening since then? Covering that story for the Chicago Sun-Times is Michael Loria, and he joins us this morning via Zoom. Thanks for being with us, Michael. Morning. Thanks for having me. Now, just this week, you wrote about a five-year-old dying and several who became ill. They were living at a shelter. What are the conditions in some of these shelters like? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, right, there was a child who died at a shelter, a five-year-old boy, on Sunday afternoon. Um, I guess it's unclear if he died at the shelter or en route to the hospital or at the hospital itself, but... Basically, from what I'm told by migrants at the shelter and folks, you know, treating them um, as, you know, healthcare providers is that conditions inside are, are severely overcrowded. It's it's hard for folks to really get a picture of what's going on inside because, you know, media is not allowed inside. Folks inside are not allowed to take photographs and that type of thing. However, um, a few folks took a risk and did share video of inside the shelter. And what from what you can see, you know, it's folks sleeping one right next to another um the building itself is a converted warehouse that was quickly turned into a shelter so uh i I mean i haven't had a chance to check out exactly the building code violations but from what you can see inside there's leaky roofs you know this water is dripping directly onto folks's beds um so the conditions are are, aren't great it's um people are talking about the unsanitary conditions inside Walk us back through how this high number of migrants ended up getting to chicago Sure, absolutely. So this this began in August 2022 when Texas Governor Greg Abbott began busing migrants from the border to Chicago. Um, and it continued up until now. But I think it's, you know, ever since basically the end of Title 42 at the end of May, I believe, uh, the number of folks in the arriving in the city has kind of skyrocketed. Um, so it's grown a lot in the past several months. Um and the city has been trying to do what they can to take care of these folks, you know, to shelter them, to get them into the city. They've set up a lot of shelters around the city. We're at 27 right now. The 28th is supposed to open up shortly. Um, but obviously, it's also been a big challenge. Um, and yeah. So with all of these people, my understanding from talking with immigration lawyers is that they will be handed a packet of papers in English that they're supposed to fill out if they're trying to apply for amnesty or whatever to be able to stay in the country and get their hearing. Uh, There's, you know, most of these people probably aren't English speakers or writers, so there's probably not enough uh, people who speak Spanish and understand the law to help them. I mean, how big of a disaster is this just clerically? Um, Disaster, I'm not not sure, uh, but... 
I think it's kind of, I think what you're kind of getting at is sort of the, the letter that um, the Pritzker administration had sent to um, the White House about, you know, accelerating work permits for migrants. And I mean, the thing I think is that although the Biden administration had announced this sort of accelerated work program, um, work permit program to help folks get, you know, jobs more quickly, it only really reaches a limited number of folks. Uh, I think the estimate is around 11,000 people. But the thing is, is that in Chicago at this point, we're about over 30,000 people who have arrived. And a lot of these folks arrived past the date where they would qualify to be able to get uh, things like temporary protected status um, to help them get jobs quickly. Um, so it's kind of unclear at this point what's going to happen for for those folks, which is a lot of people. And even for the folks that do qualify for TPS, yeah, you're right. There's kind of a shortage in terms of the number of lawyers that are working on this. Um, I know that the organizations that are you know, doing this type of work are really asking for more funds to be able to hire staff to be able to accommodate this many people. Let's talk about that funding. We're speaking with Michael Lorio with the Chicago Sun-Times. So when it comes to who's bearing the burden of these expenses, uh, is it the taxpayers in Chicago, the taxpayers in Illinois? Um, it's kind of a mix of both. But I mean, the, I think the majority of the money is being spent by the state. It's um, I think the city funding right now is upwards of um, 100 million. Uh, Cook County itself is, I believe, at least in the tens of millions, if not more. Um, then a lot of that's for health care. And then the state itself is in, in the hundreds of millions, upper hundreds of millions. Uh, I'm sure reaction is quite mixed with uh Maybe some people who had initially been supportive of this now having other thoughts. But I know the Illinois NAACP president was apologizing for making comments about migrants this week in which she blamed them for crime and break-ins and said that they are getting resources that could be used in the black community. Uh, how, how, what's the latest with that and was, what was reaction to that? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the reactions here are pretty mixed from folks. And I think that some of these incidents where folks are um, voicing opposition to migrants get a lot of attention. I mean, these folks are pretty vocal in their opposition. Um, I think it's also important to highlight, too, a lot of people have been um, welcoming migrants. I mean, before, at least up until very recently, I mean, the folks who were taking care of migrants when they first arrived in the city was you know, regular Chicagoans who were, you know, cooking meals for them at police stations, who were providing them with, you know, beds, with clothing, that type of thing, uh, as well as connecting them to legal resources and that type of thing. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I think maybe what unites both these camps is kind of frustration with local government in terms of how they've handled this whole um, influx of people and the sort of lack of transparency uh, with which, you know, they've begun setting up shelters with which, yeah, with their plans for how they're going to help these people or, you know, try and move them to other places outside of Chicago as well. Well, Michael, thank you. We really appreciate the coverage and your update today for our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That is Michael Loria, a reporter with the Chicago Sun-Times, joining us this morning on KMOX. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.